Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Huh? Introduction, sorry. I, I started to do this every morning now. Um, coming into the bathroom, looking in the mirror, and after being overwhelmed by the beauty, <laughs> I, uh, I say this, another day in the kingdom. And I find that very good, actually, because I will remind me of that I'm a part of a kingdom. Not the kingdom of Norway, of course I am, but uh, it's another kingdom, and that kingdom is very active. And that's the kingdom we belong to. That's the kingdom we are sent from. And that's the kingdom we are sent with. It's good, eh? Yeah, very good. Um... I've been very much looking forward to... Uh, it's a, it's a, t- a long time since I've been with you here in, in Stone Air, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're looking good. Yeah, you're looking really good. Thank you. You said that I'm looking good too, so... <laughs> yeah. That was my wife telling me every morning, so that's a great blessing. So, a uh, long time ago, I was uh, walking. I came over from a church building in Bergen, and, um, and I was, you know, tired. And I will, as I was going to my car, I saw this guy standing there. And I passed this guy. And I heard a word, insurance. And I was thinking, insurance? Didn't I pay the bill? <laughs> you know? And I was thinking, yeah, I did pay the bill, actually. Insurance. And I continued walking. And then he came back to me, insurance. And then when I turned, I saw this guy standing there. And I was thinking... It, when I passed this guy, I heard his word insurance. And, um, and I was thinking, and then uh, this is too simple. <laughs> this is too simple. You cannot just go over to a man and say, God spoke to me uh, and told me to <laughs> say insurance. <laughs> but then again, I did it. <laughs> I went back and, then, uh, and I said, you know what? I, I, I was just passing by and I saw you and, and I heard the word insurance and you should have seen this guy jumping up and down praising the Lord hallelujah shagamaho I don't know whatever he said but he was so excited and I was looking at him and saying what's going on <laughs> and then he told me you know what I just finished my degree and I applied for two jobs and he got an answer from both of them on Friday that they will offer him a job, and he, he need to answer on a Monday. And this was the Sunday, and he said, Father, please tell me. I have to know, Father, which job you want me to, to, to have. The first one was a job in a bank. The second one was a job in a... So he took the bank job. <laughs> no, no, he The thing that I would like to share with you today is keep it simple. Small is big. Every miracle has a beginning. But if we focus on the end result, you miss the beginning. We have a tendency, I have a tendency, you too, to complicate things. And this morning, as I was 
asking the Holy Spirit. Um, I had prepared for some things, you know, of course. But I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to emphasize on? And I saw his hands coming like this, and it was, I could see the word there and here. And I saw him doing this. Take it from there to here. And what I mean by that is, if you think of the, the calling of all your life, so many Christians, we, we, we make it so complicated sometimes, so difficult, that we create a distance from where we are to where we want to be. But you cannot live in the future. And it's not helpful because it steals all the energy from the today into the future. And you have nothing left to do what God has called you today. Even thinking of your life. Everything you want to do, thinking of your life, and it can grow on you. And it starts to be so big and so many things and so busy and so complicated and so many worries about so many things. But he will take you from there. And then you see it's all about the today. The only way, only day you can serve Christ is today. And then we just like, okay, I can deal with that today. And, and even the mission God has given us as a church and individually, as the Great Commission, for instance, we can do it so hard. It can be so difficult. It can be so many things. But Jesus saying it, keep it simple. Follow me today. Focus on me today. See me today. Because everything God has called us to do as a church, individually, everything he has called us to do, we can do today. Because it is a process. If you hadn't taken the first step out of the bed this morning, you wouldn't have been there. You can be thinking of how you should walk, how you should drive the car, but if you didn't take the first step, and that's how God called us. It is a journey. It is a day by day by day walking with the Holy Spirit. And if you do today what God asks you to do today, you have done what he wants you to do, and that will take you into tomorrow. The past has gone anyway. The past doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. He took it on a cross. He took the past and he's given you a new life. It's like walking around and God has, as you say, a zipper. And he closed the zipper behind you. And every time you want to turn look back, it's, he has forgotten it. The, the old has gone. The new has gone. And we are living in the new, not in the old. You cannot follow Christ by looking backwards. We have to look forward. And it starts with today. What, it, what is it, I'm trying to work my English, what is it, remember now you are born again. And if you are here today and you are not born again, you have never received Christ, you have never given your life to Jesus, I am so excited. Because you, can, you came here and you can leave here as a new person. And we will pray for you. And that's why you came today, to receive Christ. Surprise. Because he has called you to come be here. Amen? Amen. But, and then I lost my point. But that was a really good point. So, I mean, that was more important than the other one. So, so the whole thing is that 
God ever, no, I remember it now. So you got born again and you became a new person, a new being. You, you got a new, you were born again. You received a new life, a new creation, if you like. And I have a question. What is it in the new creation, in the new you, that tells you that you cannot do what God has called you to do? What is it that is holding us back? What is it in a new creation telling us or is holding us back? Nothing. (coughs) Nothing. So what is holding us back is not God. What is holding us back from doing what he asked us to do, to live the life that you was created to live and to fulfill everything he he asked us to do by the Holy Spirit, from his side is a go. Amen? Amen. That means I need to deal with, remember when you were born again, you still had the same body. I'm sorry, but I had the same body. You can look in the mirror, but like, yeah, maybe my eyes is shining, but it's the same body, you know, if you were tall or short or this or this, I don't know. But that doesn't change. And even your personality, most of it is still left. But your spirit is new. When you were born again, you received a new spirit, and the spirit within you is perfect, it's holy, it's no sin, because the spirit in you is Christ in you. And that's why it's so important for us to live this life that God has called us to live, to fulfill the great mission, to, to live in the calling, to live in uh, brothers and sisters in the church, to live it in the, and by the Holy Spirit. Don't be so disappointed by the old you because Christ came not to fix it, but he killed it on a cross. Yeah. Let it be. Let go and let God. Yes. Amen. 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 Because in Christ there is nothing that can hold us back. Uh, And that's why I love the word you came, focus on Christ, because the enemy wants us to focus on us. But it's Christ in you that is hope for Stoney, or Marcus Harborough, Tamworth, or Colwyn. It's Christ in us that is hope for our neighborhood. It's not me and me. Okay? But keep it simple. Everything that creates the distance, let it go. If you need to talk to somebody about it, do it. If you need to confess, do it. But let it go and let God. Amen? Because the world is waiting for us. God is active. Holy Spirit is active. Start with Him, not with us. All authority, all the power is given to Him. And He is with us every day. He doesn't leave us. You You don't need to welcome Him. He is in there 24-7, even though when you are alone and you didn't remember that He is still in you. Help us to fear God. Amen? Amen? So, what I would love to do today is to talk about the seed. That's not... A seed is a very simple thing, isn't it? Sometimes you cannot not even see it. You know, like the mustard seed. It's so small. But there is no human being who has been able to, to create a seed. And actually, if you look at yourself, 
Remember, even you started as a little seed. Yeah? yeah. You did? Yeah, that's right. And look at you now. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? And that's, if you look at everybody here now, you realize there is no one like you. That means you cannot compare seeds. You sow a seed and don't compare your with another guy but sowing a seed. If you want carrots, you don't plant coconut trees or whatever, that maybe that's called palms. But you cannot compare seeds. Okay? Um, so, but keep it simple. There is a beautiful story, in, in two stories actually, in one in, uh, in Luke 5. The disciples, this is the first time Jesus is coming and meeting the disciples. And uh, so he's meeting them um, at, uh, at the, the lake of, you say, Gennesaret? Yeah. And you know the story when Jesus is coming there and they've been fishing the whole night and they haven't catch anything like, that's what, like I'm, what I'm fishing, you know. Um, and then Jesus is standing at the shore and he's just telling them to go one more time and do the same thing again. Um, and then they say, on, 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 we have tried the whole night but we didn't catch anything, but at your word we will do it. And they did exactly the same one more time. And you know the story how they catch numbers of fish. And no, they've been walking with Christ for, for, for a couple of years. And then Jesus has been raised from the dead. But no, they are there again, the disciples. And Jesus is, is not there with them in their understanding. And I'd just love to see when, um, when Peter, now you can read this yourself in, in John 21. When, when Peter is saying this, guys, I think I'll go back to fishing. You know, they were tired. Jesus was not yeah. there. Yeah. And the guy said, we join you. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus certainly stands at the same shore as he did the first time. Yeah. The same lake, same sea as the first time. And they've been out fishing and they didn't catch anything as the first time. And then Jesus is saying, uh, Go out and do the same thing one more time. It was the same surroundings, the same boat, the same sea, the same guys. Everything was as the first time, except from this simple, simple thing. Throw your net on the right side in the boat. And they did, and you know what happened. A huge catch. But for us, it can be too simple. I can understand if Jesus said, if you can take this boat and get a new one, or if you can take the boat and you can carry it on to another lake, you know, over that mountain, so we can work hard and it can be so complicated, that makes sense based on our experience. But Jesus said, throw the net on the right side. What is your right side? What has Jesus told you to do that it was so simple that you easily could forget it. Never neglect the small things. You will be surprised when you start to be a bit more um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And you will start to see the small beginning. And the great thing with that is, 
you know that you actually can do it. It was not difficult for the disciples in the boat to take the net just on the other side. Amen? In um, Genesis 1, 28, 29, he says that God blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and, uh, and all the animals uh, that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So God, what the growth was that God has been given fruit-bearing seeds. In the seed, there is life. In the seed, there is divine life because only God can create a seed. But somebody needs to take the seed and to sow it. And who is this somebody? It's important to understand what your part is and what only the Holy Spirit can do. But if I had this tulip, uh, you say bulb or bulb, or, in that is a beautiful tulip. Tulip. Only God can do that. But what about if you don't plant it in the soil? Can you start to see now and you can read through the word of God. And it's so many places, it's about sowing and reaping. Yeah. Sowing and reaping. And this is mind-blowing. You are a part of God's plan for this world. God has included us to be a part of his heavenly plan that starts with him and will finish with him. And he is using us as his body to do what he asks us to do, and that is to sow and to reap. <laughs> I find it fantastic. Because every one of us can sow a seed. You don't need a Bible school to sow a seed. You don't need to, everybody knows how to take a seed and don't. Amen? Galatians 6. Uh, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. That's a principle in Christ. If we want to see, and we all want to see people receiving Christ, receiving the life that he created them to live, to see that God's plan will be fulfilled on the earth, you know, to see that how God will, will, will just cover the world with his glory uh, as the water cover the sea, you know, uh, the thing is, like, God will do that through you and me. Yes. He will use this body in the same way as he used the body of Christ. Jesus said we should do all the things, the same thing as he did, uh, even greater things, because no one going to the Father, and he received the Spirit, and when he poured out the Spirit over the disciples on the day of Pentecost, suddenly they were filled with Christ, and they continued doing what Christ had done when he was walking on earth. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. And he lives in you. Don't tell me you can't do what he's asking you to do. Don't focus on you. Focus on Christ. 
And that's, I just want to say this, and you are so blessed because you are a part of an apostolic work. And an apostolic work, if you read in the first Christians in the book of Acts, they said they gave themselves to the teaching of the apostles and the prophets. It's just people, but it's gifts given to the church. And if we are building on that revelation, like Peter received when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he said, you are the Son of, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus said, on that revelation, I will build my church. The Living Rock Church is building on the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God, the living Son of God, and He lives in you and through you by the Holy Spirit. And will continue doing what He was doing. And He has given us seeds to sow. And he said this, whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will receive, reap eternal life. And please, when you read the word, don't just make it personal. It is, but it's more than that. Eternal life for you and for people. We are sowing. We are sowing seeds. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time it, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't give up. Help each other. Don't give up. Stop doing all the things that are taking your energy and, and, and telling you all kinds of different things that is not according to the will of God. But when we do the will of God, it says it's easy. You can maybe sometimes be nervous. I've been nervous many times. But I don't want to be in the center. It's not about me. It's about those times you are sowing a seed. Or maybe you can reap that somebody else has been sowing. But like, was it yesterday or was it the day before? There was somebody who came. Because they had been sowing a seed 10, 12 years ago. That had been growing. And no, it was ripe harvest. And she received Christ. Why not? Sowing a seed. And then it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of the believers. So it is a spiritual law that you will harvest what you sow. And that also that we can sow where others have been harvesting. But the thing is, let me share this story with you. I was in Canada last March. I was in a jet lag mood and I was in the flesh. No worry, get tired, you know, like, come on. It was not the fruit of the spirit, it was evidence, if I can say it like that. And somebody called me from Norway, my neighbor called me. And she said, well, you have some tall trees in the garden. And it, 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 the sun, we cannot see the sun. It, it just makes shadows in the garden. <laughs> and two years ago, I removed one of the trees. I love trees, big trees. And birch, white, you know, with the branches. Oh, it's beautiful, huh? And no, she was calling me and said, well, can you remove the trees? Like, it was not in a good way she said it. And my response was not good. <laughs> yeah, okay, we, we can, yeah, we, we'll see. I will see. I, I, can, I can see when I'm back like that. Okay. Confessing time. Immediately when, when I hang up, 
the Holy Spirit said, you didn't give me anything that I can work with. And I'm thinking, sorry, you didn't give me anything that I'm working with, that I could work with. Because I don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing in my neighbor. Because he is doing something. He is working with people. He is active. God loves people. He's working all over the place. He knows everybody, everyone you meet. He knows everything about them, everything about you. And he is working. And suddenly I realize, sowing a seed, you will always at least sow to three people. You sow a seed to somebody, could be your neighbor, and in the same time you are sowing to the Holy Spirit, you are giving him something that he can use, and you are sowing a seed into your own life. Amen? Because, and I don't know why, but I've been reading 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and the last verse saying that the, the, the grace of Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you. Yeah. And that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It is something that you do all the time that you can have this fellowship. And fellowship for me is a friendship, it is a listening, it is sharing, it's talking. How do you practice that fellowship? I mean, when we are here today, Rich, fantastic the way you led us in the worship. I'm so thankful. It was so good to worship Christ. We do that together, and that's a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will always glorify Christ. For us, in us, and through us. The Holy Spirit is the evangelist. Don't try to do what only he can do. I've tried many times to convince people. It's hard work and nothing is happening. You just get another bad experience. It is the Holy Spirit that helps you to love Christ. But it's only in the Spirit you can see Him. It is the Holy Spirit who wrote the book, who will reveal the book so that you have a revelation in your heart, so that you're not only reading it, you can live it. And it is the Holy Spirit that can cause you to see your neighbor, to hear what they are not saying, to see what only He knows. The Holy Spirit. So we need to sow into the Holy Spirit. Like, if there was a need of healing, we shall lay hands on the sick. He will heal them with the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Let him live through you. Let him live in me. Guard yourself. Steward your life in a way that from within, streams of living water can flow to people. That takes the focus from, I'm not perfect. He is perfect. And he knows we are not perfect. Keep it simple. And thank him and celebrate every time you can sow a seed. So, 
My neighbor called me and I sent this and the Holy Spirit said, you didn't give me anything. So I took my phone and I sent a text message and I said, it was good to hear your voice. I'm a bit jet lag here, but of course I can see you when I'm coming back and then we can talk. Have a blessed week. And the, and the message came back, thank you and the same to you. When I came home, I went over to see them. I've never been into the house. I've lived there for 15 years. I'm the evangelist. <laughs> so you can just relax. <laughs> I was in there and they showed me the trees and oh yeah, yeah, that's no problem. I can take those two. I want this, but that, yeah, but that's okay. So then I came in and they said, Do you want a coffee? I said, Yes, of course, I like coffee. We started to talk and she was sick. And as we were sitting there, uh, I, I, I was talking with the Holy Spirit. I suddenly realized, no, I had been giving him something. That text message was sent to him, and he used that. So that means he knows working in my neighbors. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, she said, yeah, I'm sick, and she was talking about that. And then this, this guy said something strange. She said, yeah, yeah. There was one time I heard about the guy who was walking around for 2,000 years ago and healed the sick, and then he smiled. And I would say, hey, I'm working for this guy. <laughs> it just came on a gold plate, you know, like, suddenly <laughs> so I realized, wow. And then I started to share God's testimonies about people who have been healed, people who, you know, and she was so full of, of rises. But then suddenly it was electric. And then we, um, so I, I was not, I didn't pray for her like that, but what we arranged that they know will come over to us for a cup of coffee and it's work in progress. A little seed. I was even not in a good, but then Holy Spirit spoke and then I just obey him. The thing is, life can be tough, but we can always obey. Even if your feelings is all over the place. We can always obey. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I'm excited yeah. by what's going on yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Mark 4, 3 to 9, it says this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along uh, the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plant was um, scorched. Yeah. Yeah. And they withered because they had no root. Uh, and then some seed fell among thorns, which grew up and, and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. And still other seeds fall on the good soil. It came up and it grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. It doesn't say anywhere here that there was something wrong with the seed. <coughs> Nothing wrong with the seed. And a seed can be many things. But it can be so simple that you didn't even know it was important for the kingdom. You didn't even know that actually that could start a process because your focus was on, oh, I have to share the gospel, but I don't know. I'm so scared about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
If you are not there now, starts with where you are. And that could take you there. Somebody else can be there. And for them, it's natural to share the gospel on the street. Praise God. But you have to sow the seed you have and be faithful with that. And you need to challenge yourself a little bit, take a step in faith, you know, and do what you before was thinking. And then instead of just thinking that you should hate your neighbor, you do it. You say hi. And then you took a step in faith. Your faith is growing. And you don't think, oh, no, 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 no. That's too simple. It's not too simple. Not too simple. And if we help each other to develop a culture or a movement of sowers, I can guarantee you, and we have done that in some churches in Norway, people, they, didn't, they felt everything was kind of very, no, 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 no. And no, they are bringing testimony of things that they, looking back and see, whoa, I never thought I was going to do that. And the reason was, one day at a time, one step at a time, sowing seeds. Sowing in faith and trust that the power of God is in this seed. Even the kingdom, Jesus was talking about that the kingdom of God is like a, a little mustard seed. Smaller than every other seed. But if they've been planted, it would be the biggest plant in the garden. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 11.30, New Living. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. So if you don't know what to say, at least you can do something. And it matters. It's a part of God's mission. He has given us. A tree of life and a, and a wise person win, win friends. But it starts by sowing a seed, by doing something. For some of us, it's easier to do things than to say things all the time. But the thing is, and the key is, to focus in sowing a seed, in the opportunities, because they come and they go. And remember that today is your life. The life is just a lot of days. So right now, I'm alive in, in, in Stony. Yeah. And so are you, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you close your eyes, you're alive. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship. His own masterwork, a work of art. Created in Christ Jesus. In Norwegian it says, created in, in his image. Can I just say this? If you believe this word right now, you will never ever anymore hope that you were somebody else. You know, when God created you, who was the model? (laughs) Helps you to relax, knowing that you are a masterpiece created by Him. Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used. Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above. That's you. That's you. 
fantastic. I'm so glad that I can be with you. That we are reborn from above, ready to be used for good works. And listen to this. Which God prepared for us beforehand so that we could walk, not sit, but walk in them. 23rd of June. 2019 is a day prepared beforehand. There is something God has prepared as you walk around in your neighborhood, as we are walking around, as we are driving around, as we meet people. There is something God himself has prepared beforehand, uh, things he will do, and he will do it through you and me because we will walk in them. And the beginnings of those good deeds is maybe just for you to see something in the spirit or even with your natural eyes. And you just do it, sowing a seed, and suddenly what God has prepared beforehand will be visible for others too. And not just only are we sowing a seed, but you are a seed. As Christ was. You remember Jesus said, if this seed is not falling to the ground and die, it will just be the only one. But if it dies, it will produce a plentiful harvest of new seeds. And Jesus came and he gave his life for you and me. And look at us today. Look at us. I'm traveling into China. I'm traveling into Vietnam. I'm traveling into the Philippines. You see multitudes they cannot stop the undergone church in China because it was divine seeds and you cannot hold it back. It's just the power in it. It's a divine power. You cannot hold it back. Because seeds were sown in there by people like you and me with divine life. I remember when I was five years old, my uncle, he was a missionary into China and he came to me and he put his hand on my head and he said, you will be a servant of the Lord. For many years, I was away from the Lord. I was living out there. But then, I was found by Christ. And four years ago, five years ago, I was in China. Suddenly, I realized I was in the same area where my uncle had been a missionary. A little seed. You will be a servant of the Lord. Your neighbor, it's so good to see you. You want to come over for a cup of coffee? Hi, can I pray for you? Shall we go for a walk? You don't need to preach the gospel all the time. I'm not saying that's important, but that's not only the seed. But we are sowing seed, good deeds, good things. And you need to trust the power it. You have to sow in faith. You have to understand that that is something that you have been sowing also to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm not just praying for them, for us. I'm praying for everybody who will receive me because of the words... We are saying, your words is as powerful as the words in Christ's own mouth when he was walking around. We have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is for us as what Christ was when he was walking around with the disciples. The Holy Spirit in you is a person. Real like Jesus and the Father. He is a person. He is Christ in us. He will do the same thing through you and me. 
And the fantastic thing is, you can be yourself. Hallelujah. But you are a masterwork. Fantastic. Comparing is terrible. Every time you're telling God, you didn't do a good job with me. He did a great job with me. I hope. He did. Sorry. But everything starts with a seed. Ecclesiastes 11.4 Farmers who wait for the perfect weather never plant. (laughs) Oh, next week. That's the four-month syndrome. Don't you say in about four months, then harvest. Why shouldn't we harvest today? Why shouldn't you plant the seed today? A farmer who waits for the perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Hmm? But you cannot maybe harvest all the time, but you can always sow. And I think we just need to make kind of a, to stand up and, and, and then keep focus and realize that, okay, maybe I have made it far too complicated. Maybe I was so focusing on doing things that it was really scary. Um, of course, sometimes it's good to do that too. But, but the thing is, if we just can focus on sowing a seed and, don't, and not comparing the seed, just to make a statement, no, I will be somebody and I will sow at least one seed every day to somebody. I will do it in faith, and, uh, and uh, I, I will do it sowing one seed every day. And then I will include somebody else in the church that we can have this sowing discipleship. Why? Because I need that. Because I can make a decision, I can stay focused, and then I start out, and then suddenly it's just like. So we have been together in Norway, as in the apostolic team in Norway. So I've been sharing about these simple things. Uh, and then after the team gathering, me and a friend was going to see a church in another place. So we had to drive and take a ferry. And on the ferry, I was thinking, okay, no, I've been talking about sowing a seed. I will sow a seed today. Immediately, I was a bit more alert, focused. So we came into the ferry, and then we was uh, buying a cup of coffee, and I bought one for my friend and an ice cream. And then there was another guy there, standing there with his ice cream in his hand. And this is me. This is me. You, you must be you. But I saw this ice, and I said, hello, I pay for your ice. No, 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 yes, come on. And I took the ice, and I paid for him. Sowing a seed. So we were sitting down, and he came over to us and sat down with us. We had half an hour. I'm a hunter, I'm a fisherman. And, and he was the same. And certainly we started about that and that. And then we were telling him what we did. We were sharing our faith with him. It was fantastic. Did we lead him to Christ? Yes. Did he receive Christ? Not that moment. But I know, I believe, I have faith in the seed that we have been sowing. I don't know if I've done it, if I hadn't told myself to focus. From where I live, I live on... A, mountaintop, and then there is a center that if you want to go to shops, like 20 minutes to walk. If you go walk downstairs. Upstairs, it takes me two hours and four. 
the tongue is on your knees, you know, like that. But the thing is, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, because normally you go there and you, people pass you, you know, and you just go. You can think about your spiritual things. You can talk about reaching the world for Christ or whatever. All kind of things you can be thinking inside. But as I was walking, and I said, Holy Spirit, I want to sow a seed today. And then the first guy I saw, I said, hi, how are you doing? Oh, good. How are you? Good. And then he continued, I continued. And then on that walk, I was talking to four people. And it could be, hi, or how are you doing? And I was talking about different things. I didn't mention Jesus. I didn't preach the gospel. But for me, you never know if somebody else has been sowing something and that that person now is ready for harvest. But I was speaking to four people, and I would never have done that if I hadn't told myself to sow a seed. It's so simple. But my prayer is, if you can get this, and once a week we can come together in the groups or whatever, and we start to share sowing testimonies. And every testimony, even though you only said yes, we shall let's say hi to your neighbor, we will celebrate. And don't tell me that's too simple. I will tell you that is so important because we live a life and we can sow a seed in faith to expect that we will reap what we sow. We will harvest what we sow. Amen? The Lord will gratefully bless his people wherever they plant seed, bountiful crops will spring up. Isaiah 32.20 In 2 Corinthians 3, I planted a seed, Apollo watered it, but God has been making it grow. Yeah. That's not your job. Yeah, that's right. But if you don't plant, nothing will grow. Yes. Yes. Isn't it great? Yeah. We can all sow seeds. Yeah. So neither the one, the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Mark 4. 26, Jesus also said that the kingdom of God is like this farmer who scattered seeds on the ground. Night and day, while the farmer was asleep or awake, the seed sprouts in growth. But he does not understand how it happens. And that's the thing. We don't understand how God do things. But what we understand is that we can sow a seed. And we sow it to him. We give ourselves to him. You are a seed planted in the neighborhood. And in you, there is a huge harvest. And for me to see that seed died means that every day to follow Christ, we must take up our cross. And I know I died on that cross with Christ. And I was raised with him. And it reminds me that the old has gone, the new has come, and today I can follow Christ, I can be myself, I don't need to behave in a strange way, don't say hi to me, say hello to the Father, you know. I can be myself, but the seeds given to me by the Holy Spirit enables me to see, enables me to say hi, but we do it in faith. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amen? Amen? As soon 
First the leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripes. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come in stony. Not in the four months. Has come. Second Corinthians, I will end with this soon now. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Don't try to reach too high. That pacify you. Keep it simple. That activates you. You can sow today. You don't need to buy a machine. You don't need to buy equipment. You have equipment. My wife works with sign language, so I'm trying to. There's one sign I understand very well at it. So. Genesis 8:22. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, coal and heat. Summer and winter, day and night. So now we solve the climate thing. It will be winter and it will be summer. It will be harvest. It will be... So we are called to sow and we are called to harvest. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up the cross and daily follow me. Amen? Amen. So no, it's up to you. I have decided to be a sower. I have decided not to complicate things. I have decided to, even the smallest thing, and I could tell you so many stories about a little thing that I did, and later on I could, I could reap a huge harvest. Do it in faith. Put yourself in a situation where you can challenge yourself. But do it and remember, that's the part of the Great Commission. That's the part of, for us to be a movement, moved by the Spirit of God. And, and you start to see more and more possibilities. And I know some of you already do this. But I just need to be reminded myself. And I just wanted to remind you. Amen? Can I just say this, that we know there was people here today and you have not given your life to Christ. And uh, don't complicate things. You don't need to change before you receive Jesus. If there is a need of change, he will do the change. Because we are not religious. You heard earlier today, uh, we are not under the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law for us. Amen? But you, right where you are, you don't need to change. You just need to receive Christ. And you know, Jesus came to give you life. But the Bible says that there was one thing separating me and you from God, and that was sin. And sin is a condition. It's nothing what we do wrong or do or say. That's a fruit of something. 
But sin means that we went our own way. I said, God, I don't need you. I will be Lord in my own life. And sin has affected everyone. Every human being are infected by sin. And the Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. But Jesus came to find you. And Jesus came without sin. And the reason for that was so that he could take your sin upon himself. You know what? When Jesus died on that cross, it was your, his love towards you who crucified him. Yeah. It was not people who crucified him. It was his love towards you. And when Jesus died, he took your sin upon himself. He was the fantastic gift from God who gave himself for us, took the death penalty, if you like. And then God raised him from the dead. And he's alive. And every one of us will, will meet God one day. And the only thing God is looking for is not the bad things you and I did or not even the good things, but what he's looking for if Jesus, the living water, is on the inside yeah. or on the outside. If it's on the outside, my life, the sin in me will judge me to eternity separated from him. But if I receive Christ, if I understand that even though I, my life is a mess or whatever, even though Jesus came to give me life. But he has given me free will, and you have to use your free will. Nobody can force you, push you. You have to make your free will. But Jesus is saying, if you believe that I came to give you life, if you believe that I am the Son of God, and I died on a cross for you, and I took all your sins, if you believe that, and you will receive me in your heart, so that I can be your Lord and Savior, and you follow me, in that moment, the water is on the inside. And when God then looks at you, he will see you through Jesus. Yeah. And everything Jesus did on that cross yeah. is now working in you. Right. And you are free. Thank you, Lord. you are free. Yeah, that's right. You are holy as he is. God, the Bible says we are hidden in Jesus. And that's why you have to drink of this water to receive. And we would love praying for you. And, uh, and you can come forward here afterwards. We will pray for you. We will give you a gift. But never, don't leave. Yeah. As the same person when you came. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.